hello welcome to injected podcast where we are injecting positive vibes into all of our lives how is everyone this week I am very yeah. good. Um, everyone, make sure that you leave us five-star review on Spotify and yep, Apple yep. Podcasts and use a hashtag, uh, hashtag Injected Podcasts on Twitter. Yeah, join in the conversation. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know if you disagree with everything we say. You know, all of that. <laughs> everything. You have to be everything. such bad vibes if you're going to disagree with everything. So switch off now. Well, but... You know, give us give us the comments though. Like we're we're here for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. How how are you guys this week? Good. Let's introduce ourselves. We just did, didn't we? No, I haven't said no. my name yet. My name's Diana. Oh, oh I'm Alexandra. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I went to the gym for the first time since 2020 on Sunday I got up on Sunday oh. and went to the gym oh my days well oh, done it was so I'm gonna try and nice. go tomorrow are you oh. yes because I can drive <laughs> you sound I can like drive. you sound like you've only just got your license oh gosh no but it's literally felt like that like I know it's only been oh it's actually been it's been like three months actually mm Okay, it's been three months. I didn't realize it'd been that long. That it's actually been yeah a while. Because my car broke. I think my car broke down in November. Mm. So it's been November, December, January, February, four. Okay, almost four months that I haven't been able to drive anywhere. I couldn't Disgusting. do much shopping. Blech. I couldn't go to the gym. That wasn't like I hadn't managed <laughs> to put the gym in my routine yet. <laughs> but you know, I like the option. <laughs> I couldn't go to Aldi. I know I just said shopping, but I couldn't go to Aldi. Just mm. like, just a simple trip to Aldi. And like, literally, it just was feeling very claustrophobic. Mm. I couldn't go see family. Yeah, it was just seeming very claustrophobic. And it was, guys, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, but it was even making me rely on a man. <laughs> she had so a man sick. driving her to Aldi. <laughs> I Queen did. I did. I d- actually, I I quite enjoyed it. Like, and as well, it wasn't even, and it wasn't even one of those. Oh, oh, can you take me to Aldi? And he was like, Oh, I don't want to go. Don't want to go. Don't want to take you. <laughs> it was just like, Yeah, whatever. Why wouldn't I not give you a lift to Aldi? Yeah, you know, it was just that, that kind of vibes, and it was nice, you know. But now I don't have to rely on no bad no more. Like the ghetto, relying on a man the ghetto like it's nice to actually okay I feel like there's a difference between kind of like your man doing things for you and Mm. having to rely on them like as in it's like you literally can't do these things Mm. if they weren't there to help you do you know what I mean yeah I feel like the differentiation that's just that's what I don't like like Mm. I like being driven around everywhere and Mm -hmm being you know just chauffeured around however I don't want to be chauffeured around at a detriment that I actually can't get around you know like because I need to be chauffeured around like it has to be that I get chauffeured around because I'm choosing to get chauffeured around and I'm choosing (laughs) not to drive my own car you know and save my Mm. own petrol Mm. that kind of thing so yeah yeah on your terms rather than relying yeah exactly exactly so yeah so that's fun yeah but the gym's good. I had such a good time. Um, oh, it sounded good when own. you told me. 
Yeah, it's it's nice. What I was saying to you, you the other day is just it's nice not actually having any sort of goals and just turning up and mm-hmm. thinking I'm just gonna like do a workout. Yeah, it will work out. I am just gonna hop on the machines, see how it goes, stretch my body, mm-hmm. and that's all I did. And I didn't compare myself to anyone. I was just doing my own thing. But oh, I realized literally since oh, when has it been? Since. <clears throat> It's been quite a few months. I feel like I've been having some sort of body issues because I've been feeling like I'm fat, even though I'm not fat. Mm. But it's because I haven't been working out. And I'm looking yeah. at myself and thinking, oh my God, I've put on weight. And you, you know when you're on your period and stuff and you get bloating? Mm-hmm. I was like looking at myself and I was bloating. I was like, wow, have I actually put on like this much weight? And then I'd weigh myself and it's like, I'm exactly the same. I'm, I literally haven't. But... Yeah, sometimes you can just deceive yourself. It's like your mind's playing mm-hmm. tricks. And it's horrible because I've, I've never been that type of person to think, oh my God, I'm putting on so much weight. But yeah, like the past few months I've been like it. And now now that I've been exercising a bit more, I feel a bit better, but I hate it. Like imagine, mm-hmm. like, I couldn't imagine being like that all the time and having some sort of um, body dis- like dysmorphia. Yeah, like body dysmorphia. I hate it. It's awful. Literally... I, I think as well, like, especially if you're working from home mm. a lot, like, because I found, <laughs> this is going to sound so bad. I found the days that I commute and the days that I leave my flat, mm. the next day my legs are aching. <laughs> <laughs> and it's literally yeah, and like, as well, if you imagine, because I'm, like, I'm in a studio, so I'm literally in one room so there's mm. not much movement I can yeah. really be doing in here Yeah. so it's like just that whole going up and down stairs like literally I go up the stairs in tube stations and I'm out of breath <laughs> like literally I, I can't breathe and I was just like, thinking the other day like there was one there was one day when I came home and I had to take my inhaler like literally <laughs> I could not breathe and I was just like what is going on and I was thinking is it the pollution? Like, mm. is is like, have I been in London for so long that now the pollution is starting to set settle yeah. in my lungs and I'm starting to feel it? And just because there's the been pollution. sometimes, <laughs> literally, there's been sometimes when like I've needed my inhaler like some months more than mm. others, just just because my chest has just been feeling like tight and whatever. But literally, like, yeah, just I go upstairs and I can't breathe, and yeah. I haven't been to the gym since what 20 do i even want to say 2020 i don't even did i even go in 2020 i don't know i think i probably did go at the beginning Mm. of 2020 no i didn't i think as soon as we started hearing like kind of things about Mm. you know with like kind of just stuff that was happening in china i'd kind of stopped going then so like Mm. i don't think i've i don't think i've been to the gym since like 2019 (laughs) 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 so it's like yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, I'm feeling pumped, ready to try and to try and go, and I'm gonna try and go at seven a.m. So yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and have a, some kind of routine going, and then I can mm. practice driving my car again. Because guys, like, guys, <laughs> I was driving an automatic for for like how long did I have that car for? Like five years, five years, I want to say. Mm five or six years I don't know yeah I was driving an automatic for that time so like I now I need to get used to manual but I never had an yeah. automatic or I've never tried an automatic but I feel like mm-hmm. it must be so much easier because it gears, is because I, I don't mind it. gears I quite like gears I quite like mm-hmm. feeling like I'm a racer like pushing it around but <laughs> 
at the same time, it's a lot more to think about, isn't it? <laughs> I think what it is, I think what's good about gears and manual is that like you can't fall asleep. Like, you, you know, you, you have to kind of be paying attention. <laughs> Or you'll store your car and that's just fucking yeah. embarrassing, you yeah. know? So, and I haven't stored it. I didn't store it. It growled at me a couple of times. And like, mm. and as well, I tried to reverse out my drive yesterday and, um, and like, I forgot that I forgot I needed to press yeah, the clutch. Like, <laughs> and it just, it just literally roared at me. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. My car's name is Felicia, by the way, because oh. um, I was there thinking like, oh, I can, when I drive away, it would be like, bye, Felicia, you know, because like, yeah. <laughs> So yeah um yeah but it's so funny because um yeah it's just growling at me i was like oh shit i got a clutch mm. let me press that and maybe it'll work <laughs> yeah but um it's cute i'm happy and I, i'm just gonna start appreciating trying to go to the gym mm. and being able to go to aldi and just being able to do to do things for myself again like obviously i've always been doing things for myself mm. but it just feels like I've got freedom again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not so stuck to this man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for fuck's sake. I didn't realise like how much I relied on my car. Like, cause mm. I just used to be like, oh, I can't stand driving. Don't like mm. getting in there. I used to try and like, if there's anything that I could walk to, I'd prefer to walk there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realise just how much it's like, actually just, having a car has just been a big help and yeah yeah it's just like yeah and especially since like yeah do you yeah my car's at home still i need to sell it but Mm. just yeah i'll do that when i have time to do it but driving is fun but it's fun when you're familiar with the areas when you go somewhere you don't know yeah definitely wow wow i just all of a sudden become like a pensioner i have no idea what i'm doing (laughs) (laughs) I guess as well, like where you're living now, you're you're quite good, like links wise and then like transportation and stuff. Yeah, there's no need yeah. really, unless I want to go to the Audi, which is like I was saying to you the other day, a 17 mm-hmm. minute walk away, which I don't see that as that far because for me, it's, where it's I not lived, too far. Nah, where I lived is kind of, it's like a village. So yeah. to get anywhere is at least like a half an hour walk, anywhere decent. Yeah. So, so my Aldi is yeah. half an hour walk. Oh, is it? Yeah, but it's like a quick 10 minute, like five five to 10 minute drive, yeah. like zip up the road. But it is like a half an hour walk for me to walk there. And then to walk back with my shopping, it's like, like, so I, I actually walked to Aldi like last week mm. and I was out for just over an hour. Mm. No, it was like, so I was out, walked to Aldi, went around Aldi and I was out for a good like, hour and a half to two hours doing shopping um just do, just doing that and yeah but like i had i wanted to go for a walk so i just mm. went to walk and then thought let me just go and do some shopping instead of walking all the way where i like to walk usually which would be my hour mm. um yeah so yeah yeah so mm. 17 minutes and it's not too bad but i just feel like because i um it just sometimes it's just like safe you get in majority of you shopping there and then walking mm. back with lots of shopping bags i feel like that's where like it's just it is just such a privilege being able to do your shopping do you know mm. what i mean mm. like it's crazy like how many people actually just like don't have access to that to be able to just kind of 
be able to do like a big shop all at one time. Mm. And it's kind of due to transportation and getting there and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. It's a privilege that you don't really think about, isn't it? Yeah. And especially if you're just trying to like save money. Because the thing is, is that so like with Aldi and Lidl, they don't really do delivery, but they're the no. cheapest supermarkets. Yeah, I Whereas, find that like, very safe- annoying because I tried yeah. to do an Aldi online shop and then I noticed they didn't do it. I was like, for fuck's sake. They only sake. have the special aisle on- online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they've got well, some the, vegan the stuff in that, stuff. haven't they? In Probably. the special. Hmm. They, they, yeah, they have lots of stuff, but it's like, but, um, but it's like regular. more like the gadgets and stuff. Because my oh, mom bought, um, <laughs> yeah, my mom bought like my baby cousin like a fire engine truck, uh, a fire engine motorcycle that literally is motorized, has flashing lights, beeps, everything. Oh my gosh! What from the from one of the random baskets that they have in the shop, or the, uh, on top of like a bar? Well, it was only so this was actually only in the catalog to only oh. be ordered online literally mm. and um so she and she was like she saw it in the catalog because like she'll just look through the ma- magazine every week she saw it and she's like oh, i need to get that i need to get that for him and they had the ambulance a police one and the fire engine and she thought well i can't get i don't want to get in police obviously like- <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> <sake>. yeah <laughs> So she was like, yeah, the fire engine one. Yeah, the fire yeah. engine is cool. <laughs> yeah, I had a fire engine when I was a kid. My uncle got it oh, for me. One of the best that's toys so ever. Cool. I didn't get any kind of boy type of toys because like, because I'm the youngest and I have an older sister, I just got, mm. I got all of her the leftovers. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. They all thought I was going to be a boy, but then it was yeah. like, when it turned out that I was a girl... It was just like, well, they've already got all the girl <laughs> girl stuff already. So I just got all of her stuff. Is that why your name's yeah. Alex? Would you have been Alex if you were a boy? I've, I've, I reckon so. I've asked yeah. that before, but like they didn't really think of names before mm. anyway. Mm. Um, and that was as well, like that was the times they, they never really found out the sex of the baby and what. So they didn't find out the sex of the baby, but everyone just was like, oh yeah, it's going to be a boy. It's going to be a boy. Mm. That's what everyone said. And then I came out a girl. And because as well, I was quite a big baby. Mm. Like I came out a girl and then obviously everyone was so disappointed. So they called me Alexandra. And just was like, they didn't even bother trying to think of a, of a, of a different kind of girl name. They were just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is what she's going to be called. Oh. <laughs> no, that's a lie. I'm joking. My parents love me. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just thinking though with toys, my um like my parents and my family, it, it doesn't really seem like they got us maybe they did get us toys um that are what do you call it? Like gendered Gender. toys. Gender yeah. specific. I think they did, but then I'm thinking back to one time they bought my brother a, a child's like Hoover for for his birthday oh, one time. That's cool. And he loved it. He ran. There's a video of him like running around the house with his Hoover, and it lasts about five minutes, and then the Hoover breaks. I think he crashed it into something. Oh, but yeah, I love. I I just love when parents do stuff like that because yeah, you know, I think it's very cool. Men need to Hoover I as s- well. Yeah, <laughs> like one. Okay, there was one post on Instagram that I saw, and it just sticks with me. Is mm. that they bought their son, who was a baby, like who was quite young. They bought their son um, mm. a baby doll and a black baby, 
Mm. And like in the pushchair and stuff. But basically they they bought it because they were gonna be they were expecting another baby. Yeah. So they were like, you you can only treat the baby gentle, you can't throw the baby around because it's it's the baby. So mm. you need to treat the baby gentle, blah, blah, blah. And the video was just like, oh, today my son actually went and reached out for the baby toy for himself mm. rather than us giving it. To, yeah. to him and like yeah. he wanted to play with the baby and basically he reached out for the baby toy took the baby hugged hugged the baby gave the baby a kiss and then oh. put the baby to bed and it's just like <laughs> that, just and just stuff like that I'm like that is just so beautiful mm. and so sweet and it's like why is it that baby dolls when they're literal babies mm. can't be played with by boys as well you know and just stuff like that and i just thought it was just that i just watching that video is so sweet and um Mm. i just loved it yeah but like my baby cousin um who's a boy he has a clean like a a fake hoover and a fake brush and stuff like that that he's got fake cleaning supplies Mm. (laughs) but he likes playing with the real hoover He likes he likes vacuuming with the real yeah. Hoover. So like that that's the thing he does. It's just like you give him the toy one, no, it's like where he goes he used to go in the cupboard to get out the Hoover. Like and obviously the Hoover is the same size as him, but he's he yeah. wants to just vacuum. He'll get to an age where he doesn't want to do any of that kind of stuff uh, anymore. <laughs> hopefully not. We'll we'll try and yeah. Yeah. Hopefully not. Oh gosh. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah, everyone, this week is HIV testing week. Oh, interesting. Yeah, which I saw today. I think I saw it on Facebook, which is really random Mm -hmm. because, yeah, Facebook, who who even uses Facebook? But I saw it today um, and it's basically a reminder, an opportunity to get tested and encourage others Mm -hmm. to do the same. So, yeah. We're encouraging you to to do the same. That reminds me, I do have an SDI kit that is just sitting here, which I haven't, I haven't used that. I need to do that. But yeah, I I know I don't have any kind of blood sexual transmitted diseases right now Mm because I gave blood last week. Mm. Um, So, yeah. Oh, yeah, guys, sign up to be blood donors too. I'm going to do that. Now that you said that, I'm actually going to do that. Yeah, do it. Um, because like they are actually lacking in um black people get black blood donors. Mm-hmm. Um, I I received a letter last month saying that I'm a row RO subtype type, which is basically uh, the RO subtype is basically blood that is kind of essential for people suffering from sickle cell sickle mm. cell disease being a disease that is majority um people who majority suffer from sickle cell disease Mm. tend to be black Mm -hmm. um so like definitely if you are black sign up to be blood donors you give blood once every four months at at most because you can't do it so regularly because obviously because you're you know giving away your blood so um it's it's not a long procedure you can't be on the on the machine for longer than 15 minutes so Mm. um yeah like yeah i've been doing it regularly now um, so I've I've given blood mm. four times now I think four That's or five. So good. That's so good. Um, yeah. So, um, like and like literally they they tend once you've signed up they start to call you up all the time mm. to to book your appointments like because it, it can be a bit difficult trying to book the appointments online, mm. but um because it just says that they're all full. 
But literally, like after a while, they just start calling you up and harassing you and trying to book in your next <laughs> appointment. Like last time, um, I haven't gone to book my next one yet, but the last time I did it, um, they um I literally the day after I just gave blood, they called me up to book the next appointment. <laughs> and it's like I literally gave blood yesterday. And they're like, Oh, so uh we can book you in for January then. And it's like I gave blood in the October. Like it's like, oh, the next date you can give blood is 24th of January so we can book you in that week <laughs> and it's like, okay fine very keen um, reminds yeah. me of when when we all got those go get tested go get tested messages on Christmas day or go get vaccinated <laughs> yeah oh my gosh yeah go get your vaccines get that vaccine get your booster 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 and it's just like oh, please Christmas leave day. me <laughs> let me just happy forget. Christmas <laughs> But Happy yeah. Christmas! We're still in a global pandemic. <laughs> Everyone get get tested. I won't be getting tested because I am not having sex. So, <laughs> <laughs> and they limit how many kits they send you, right, Diana? <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do. They call me a pest yeah. when I ask for them. <laughs> but that's another story. Uh, you know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need to use this test because yeah, well, I'm not, I'm. I'm in between men at the moment. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, yeah. HIV testing week. We have now raised the awareness. Cool. (laughs) Oh, so like, yeah, this week, I'm sure all of you guys have had this and I don't, and I, I just wanted to say this. This Instagram, you have won an iPhone 13 is mm. fucking annoying. Like, I don't understand how these bots are managing to make so many million accounts mm. put these posts. And literally the way they're tagging people in the post, they're only tagging five people at a time. So I don't understand how they're managing to keep like mm. and on every single one of my accounts. Like, I'm just getting mm. this. Actually, Same. I don't think I saw any of this on my design account. Like that's the only account that hasn't been getting harassed. But I'm not I really always, like I, logged in properly. I still get the um porn messages, the random messages in group ta- chats. Yeah. Like I get them. So maybe I haven't been getting those. I haven't been getting those as much now. Um Oh, I I didn't get any of those iPhone 13 things on um my design account. Interesting. Mm. But I haven't been getting so much of the porn ones. But literally, as soon as anything comes up like that, like, and with these iPhone ones, I have been go- clicking on the post, reporting, saying that it's scam and fraud mm. and blocking. And like, literally, and I, do, I did the same with like all the porn ones. Like, I would report mm. the account saying that it's like, it's spam or whatever, or it's in a, saying that it's in, inappropriate and then block and it's like you block when you block the people it blocks any other accounts that they can make Mm. as well yeah so I just keep doing it and I think that's why I've kind of I haven't been getting as many of the porn ones come up now but But you um, you also you don't have the same energy for when the sugar daddies (laughs) yeah I get some of them actually but I don't get many I don't actually I do because I have been blocking those as well but I don't get as many of them now (laughs) Alex sent me one at the weekend and yeah. was like, I said, I said, one, I was real? just like, oh, <laughs> do you think like this guy looks real? 5,000 weekly. Hmm. But obviously, 5,000 weekly, that just sounds, that sounds like a lot. Yeah. Like, why don't you just give me a monthly allowance? But mm. then, but then when I look at the profile, it's got 521 followers, 11 posts, and, and it's following 642. So it's like, those numbers are kind of like, oh. 
But, but do um, they advertise on Instagram? This I don't know how you find a sugar all, daddy, but is Instagram their platform to recruit sugar babies? Actually, basically, so I I was watching YouTube videos. Um, so basically, yeah, sugar daddy. You can find sugar daddies through Instagram, but it's not mm. those ones who are approaching you. Basically. Mm. If you want to find a sugar daddy, just giving out some tips for free here. Like, um, if you go on kind of like pages, like travel pages, see who's in the comments, see who's commenting about how, oh yeah, I've been here. Go on the pages if they're a bit older, if they're like, they like traveling, they they have, they like to spend their money, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because you, you can kind of guy just- actually who's really attractive. You, you both follow each other. Um do you remember you sent me some guys pictures and you were like, oh, he's he's attractive, he travels, blah blah blah. I don't think you oh, you've yes. ever spoke to him properly, but yeah, you sent me his page. Yeah, it's like, oh and my he, god, he's very. He would be in my story sometimes. Yeah. Yes, and he was good looking. He was yeah. like a zaddy. He was like a, a real life zaddy, mm. like you know. And he yeah. had like he had like the grey skunk stripe in the beard and everything. And mm. he would just re- he would respond to some of my stories and stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and like I was just like, hold on, wait, 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 wait. This is how people find sugar daddy. So maybe I should be trying to finesse this a little bit. Like you know, he can be my my zaddy from you know America or whatever. Like. Yeah, I forgot about that. Hmm. Giving me ideas, Diana. Anyway, yeah, forgot on the travel pages, see who's there, and then just like you know, jump in people's DMs and just start up a conversation. And you just you just say hints, like you just do playful hints, like, oh yeah, I'm just like, I'm just doing this. Yeah, I've got like school bills, you know, blah blah blah. And you just put in the hints and be like, you know. And then, then if they are a sugar daddy, they might be like, oh yeah, well, I could help you with something like that. Or, oh yeah, if you want to come away with me, like just like stuff like that. But you don't have to go away with anyone. Like you can have cyber sugar daddies, it's possible. Um, yeah, that or seeking arrangements. So yeah. I haven't been on seeking, seeking arrangements though before you guys come, <laughs> come over here. Seeking but, um, arrangements. But only do it if like that's something that you feel like you can do. If you if you don't feel like it's for you, that is perfectly fine. And there's mm. other ways of making money. Um, yeah. But people Fair are gonna enough. start saying that I'm a sugar baby. But mm. I don't I don't think that's like a bad title to have. I don't care if people think I might be a sugar baby. Yeah, it's not a bad title. Yeah. I think of worse. <laughs> yeah. I can. Yeah. Anyway, those IG posts, please just instagram sort it out like come on yeah. now it's been happening it's for a good week and you know you've been taking your sweet time like sort it out quicker please <laughs> um but yeah anyway anyway so the mm-hmm. met police have been no, up to what some have they been doing? crazy things when are they not up to crazy things? Crazy I things know. are happening. Crazy things are happening. <laughs> but yeah. it's 2022 and already we're hearing some atrocious things. So mm. um, members of the Charing Cross Force joked about rape and also joked about killing black children and beating their wives. Mm. And this come out, I think it was last ah. week. And... Pretty Patel has said that there's a problem with the culture, which is interesting. The culture. Normally, normally she wouldn't say too much, but I think just around misogyny and around racism, police. she won't say that it's an institutional issue, but she'll of say course. that there's a problem with the culture, which is part of it. But obviously, yeah, she's she's downplaying okay. how how big of an issue it is. But yeah. um, 
yeah, that's just one crazy incident. Then I heard about another incident, um, a policeman age 42 has been jailed for four years after sexual oh, trigger warning. Sorry about all of this um, for sexually assaulting a seven year old girl. And I've read the story. It's the horrible. Fuck? He, he snuck into her bedroom. I'm not sure what his, his relationship was, was with her mother, but he snuck into her bedroom and he masturbated on her and tried to pull ah! the covers off of her. Awful. What the hell? I actually, I, I I'm shocked. Like, I'm, I'm shocked. sorry. I'd be traumatized if someone I was consensually having sex with did that. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, kind of obviously, unless like obviously not not kink shaming. If that's something you've consented to, fair enough. But mm. that is what the fuck. That is what the hell. It's uh, literally undescribable, undescribable, indescribable, indescribable. How how do these people get jobs and? In any other public serving organization, if we kept hearing these stories about the like about people that work in those roles, like NHS workers are saying this, doing that, we know that there's problems within the healthcare service. We know that there's problems in all of the other public sectors, but Mm -hmm. we constantly hear the same thing about the Met Police and people are taking it seriously. What are the consequences for them? Because I'm sorry, any other, like you were saying, any other Mm. job, any job. If anything like that comes out, you can't get hired for any other job. No. How comes it's like these police officers are given, are allowed to resign? So, mm-hmm. like, if they are allowed to resign, that means they get to keep their pension. Like, mm. why aren't they just getting fired? If they get fired, they don't have no, they don't have no, like, claim to their pensions. They have no, like, none of that. But mm. why is it that they're being allowed the grace to resign? They're giving grace to kind of go through this process and be like, okay, like, what are we going to say? What's the story going to be? And it's like they're allowed like a second chance at society, whereas any other job, you can't get hired nowhere. Mm. Like, it's true. It's true. And it's constant. It's, just this whole it's repetitive. Abuse. Yeah. And it is, it, they're abusing their position constantly. Abuse of power. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like, I'm sorry, the perk of being a police officer shouldn't be that, <laughs> the, mm. like, one of the perks, you know, like how you get have job perks and you kind of get things from different jobs you go to. Yeah. One of the perks shouldn't be that you can use and abuse your role and not go to jail for it. I'm sorry. You should be allowed to yeah. go to jail if you're a police officer. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, I don't, one of the perks shouldn't be that you don't get scolded for the, the disgusting shit you're doing mm. on your, mm. especially on your role or even just as a normal citizen. Like you're a police officer and you're doing that shit on your time off whether you're on duty or on your time off like I'm sorry mm. no get out like it's disgusting no yeah, no, yeah. No. but sorry guys for a sad story but yeah. sometimes you just gotta raise awareness about these things and we can't Literally. stop holding people to account yeah exactly exactly um, talking about holding people to account mm. okay this um things from what's his name rishi rishi sunak oh yeah, yeah and we've got we are now seeing that energy bills are going to be rising and also national insurance is going to be rising so like i feel like as well part of the depression that i've been feeling <laughs> is because i'm feeling like i can't afford anything oh right God. now me too me too and it's because and, of all of this yes and i'm very confused and like i'm very Okay, guys, I'm sure you can 
you can understand that I'm very confused that I, um, from when I first moved to London, I am making 8K more a year from when I first moved to London. Um, And like, so back then I needed help with rent and I needed Mm -hmm. help with kind of just living. So, but, so I'm making 8K more, but I'm getting more money, more money from my family just for help Mm. to help me get by. And some reason I'm running out of money. Like I'm really Mm. confused. I don't understand how I can be making more money, but I have less money. And I was managing to save before. Your expenses aren't going up either. I think that's something to point out. Like you're not doing all of these extravagant things all of a sudden. You're living the same. Yeah, exactly. And like and that's and that's what I'm just yeah, exactly. So like even taking that into account, I'm living in the exact same accommodation, paying the exact same type of bills, mm. but just everything has risen. And like even kind of talking about my Aldi shop, the Aldi shop that I went on last week where I walked to Aldi. So literally I only bought a basket of shopping which fit in mm. two of my um carry my like fold up shopping bags. Mm-hmm. A basket of shopping. This this is it used to be how I would shop weekly. So I used to go to Aldi probably once a week. Sometimes I could stretch it to twice a week, um, mm. to every two weeks. Once a week, I would get this basket of shopping, yeah? And it would cost me £10 and under, usually. Mm. Why is it that this basket of shopping last week cost me £20, like, 20, like £20, mm. like £21 to £25? Why did this basket cost me £21 to £25 in Aldi? like ridiculous it's just like and just everything i'm just kind of like the math ain't mathing because everything i'm just like i don't understand why i can't afford anything i don't know where all my money's gone i i don't know what what am i doing wrong i don't know why i can't save i don't know like and i just don't understand it and then just hearing this about how how much energy is going to rise Mm. by and then also on top of that, national insurance is going to rise. Mm. Like it's just me- like literally, I'm just feeling it's just making me feel down. Yeah, I- about it. Just even the thought of it, like, is just like I can't afford anything, and it's even making yeah. me question. Like, I like the job I'm in, and I would like to stay there for a mm. few years. But I'm even questioning if I can afford to stay in my job for That's a few years. Same with me. Yeah, because it's literally like. I would be more likely to get a salary increase if I jump around jobs yearly Mm -hmm. than if I stay in the same company. I'm more, I'm going to get more money by chopping, changing my job than staying in the one, in one company. And it's just very, it's just a depressing thought that I have to have. Like, yeah. yeah. Like bearing in mind. So you, you'd say, would you say you grew up middle-class? You grew up? I would say, so basically my my parents would class themselves as working class still mm. but like cuz I, I i need to kind of know what's the differentiation between middle and working class because working class kind of when we were growing up probably were getting more money than the working class from when my parents were growing up so it's kind of mm. like some people yeah, still kind of class as working class and middle yeah. class has a lot more money than yeah. what than the working class of what is now so i can't say if like my parents were in that middle class bracket because that middle class bracket has also risen and people who were have all have grown up middle class are still middle class but earning quite a lot more money in that sense mm. so yeah, i because i don't know how i can differentiate that 
people also like treat classes kind of like it's a cultural thing as well because I know yeah. like one of my friends is minted like he lives in a mansion his dad mm-hmm. is a builder but because he his dad grew up working class he sees himself as a working class man even though he lives in a mansion do you know what I mean yeah and even people say for instance if you're a season ticket holder for a football club that is very 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 expensive the ordinary yeah. working class person wouldn't be able to afford that but because of the people that you're around and your friends and stuff you might still define as as working class but yeah I always I always think in my mind if you I'd say you're working class if you can't wouldn't be able to afford private health care if we mm-hmm. didn't have the NHS in this country for, for a lot of things. So like well, you that, wouldn't be able to go to checkups and have blood tests mm-hmm. and all of these other well, sorts that's of the things. things. Because like, I will think that my parents probably could afford private healthcare. Mm-hmm. However, they still live like they can't afford. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So they, yeah. they live like, they still live within their means. Like they still live like how they grew up basically. And, mm. um, and as well, even when, so basically kind of at school, growing up in school, people would come to my house. So that when when I started kind of hanging around with the boys and stuff like that mm-hmm. and invited everyone over and like we we had, we had quite a, quite a big house, but it was, it's mm. a three bedroom house though. But yeah. so, yeah, so we have quite a big house. Um, but bear in mind, we live in Wolverhampton as well. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so we have quite a big house. People would come to my house and then they'll and then I had guys telling me, oh well, you're middle class, you are. And then and then I had another guy who would say, oh yeah, we're all middle class, you're middle class. And I'm like, don't tell me that I'm middle <laughs> class. Like, I'm sorry, you guys are white, and you guys are saying this in a sense of you guys want to think of yourself as higher than other people, and mm. you're deciding that you've looked at my house and you've you've just you're decided yeah. that I'm one of you. But even so, like I'm sorry, like even with some of their houses, my house is bigger than their house <laughs> as well. So it's like, I'm sorry, like if I don't class myself as middle class, like I'm sorry. I, and as well, even comparing like the families, there was one guy who used to say about how we're middle class, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. At the end of the day, you are an only child. So your mm. parents yeah, can have yeah. more money to afford things. You are an only child. Whereas mm. like there's like, I have a sibling, you know, even those factors come into play. Um, yeah, but like, when I would talk to my mum, my mum's like, no, like I work for a living. I, and like, and as well, even kind of thinking of that, like with that guy who was the only child, his mum mm. didn't work. You know, mm. his mum was a stay at home mum and stuff yeah. like that. And even those kind of factors need to come in play. Like I had came from a two parent household where both both of my parents both worked nine to five. Like they, mm. both, they both had good jobs and good salaries, but both of them are working nine to five still. Mm-hmm. And you know and it's just stuff it's just stuff like that like so it's hard with the the brackets everything is kind of changed and it's hard to kind of even know what that means and even kind of just thinking what that means is in how people live because the way my parents live like they still kind of live like within within their means do you know what I mean Mm, like in a sense well I can only really talk on my mom but um yeah but like, mm. yeah. So the way that that my my kind of point there being is that like we're probably going to be worse off in some ways than our parents, even definitely. though we essentially we're on good wages for our age, 
And yeah. compared to a lot of people, we're, we're doing pretty well. And yeah. we're working in the city, like we've moved to London, all of this other stuff, but we're still we're still gonna be essentially working class or we're gonna exactly. we're not gonna be able to afford things as easily as what our parents did to yeah. some extent, like houses, we won't like it's gonna yeah. be such a struggle. And I even had a phone call with my dad yesterday just about I was like, I don't know if I can actually if I'll actually be able to have children and be able to bring them up in the way that I'd want to bring them up in the way that yeah. you and mum brought me up because I know things are going to, if if we're going to go down this route and national insurance is going to increase all the time and all these other bills are going to increase, I I don't know how, how do you afford it? I'll be able to do it. And, and the idea as well around if I'm with a partner and then we get a divorce, I still want to be able to be dependent on my own money and not, I know you've yeah. got to make sacrifices when you have children, but I don't want it to be like all of my leisure and fun and all of my self-care and Has everything is go. gone. Yeah. Because I need to focus so solely on this child and like, there's no yeah. spare money for me. And I, I was saying to my dad, I don't know if I'd want to do that. And I know that certain parents do make those sacrifices, but I don't know if, you, if but you shouldn't have I to can. yeah but it's, this it's is the thing that it's got to and this where it's like I, i'm exactly. on a decent wage and stuff and i'm considering i might not be able to bring up a family because and you know what what the way things such, are what such a shame is is that like you're even thinking i don't know if i can bring up children the way my parents have brought up myself and my siblings mm. yeah and it's just like in that sense that's heartbreaking, especially when it's like every generation are meant to be able to be a little bit better yeah. than the last. And it's getting to the point, especially kind of in my in my position. So while I can't while I can't differentiate between working class and middle class, I can definitely say, yes, I've grown up privileged. I can definitely say that mm-hmm. in the sense of kind of financial security. I can definitely say we've mm-hmm. grown up pri- privileged. And um I feel like in like it's a shame that like so say in mine and my sister's situation where like for my sister she's at a point where it's like where she might not ever get a salary that's even close to what our parents kind of Mm. get kind of thing um and like obviously that's through no fault of her own like Mm -hmm. that's through no fault of her own but like it's just kind of how this world is and how like and how kind of like the differentiation of kind of choosing a vocational course to mm. vocational careers to kind of um, like what's the word like academic careers. Mm. And at the end of the day, like because of the generation that we grew up with our parents having good jobs, we were given that privilege to be able to go for vocational careers. Mm-hmm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um. So because, yeah. And I feel like it's just, a shame that now and especially now with our children and our society that we literally need to be thinking well how can I be making money because it's not Mm. working out whereas like in our parents generation so say um and this is kind of more talking on like uh of like a first or a first gen Caribbean Mm. person first or second gen is my mom first or second gen my mom was born in the UK yeah that's first is it first? first yeah, that's gen. first gen, yeah. Yeah, her parents moved from Dominica. So, yeah. And my dad was born in Guyana. So, coming from first generation parents in this country who, like, a lot and a lot of our um, first gen parents were kind of required to take 
vocational courses or academia courses. So it's like mm. whatever you can get a job in. So if you're like, you're either going to nursing, engineering, you're going to, you're going to work in a shop, you're going to do all of these jobs there, mm. you're going to get money so you can get mm. through life. All of like, but then kind of coming down. So then they kind of made a backbone for their children mm-hmm. To be mm-hmm. able to go, so then now we can we can start looking at careers that okay maybe yeah we actually really like this career and we want to go into mm-hmm. that. However, we don't have that same kind of while we get we have help from our parents, we don't still have that same stability where we can actually be able to make it on these wages. And it's really clear that wages have not changed in this country, but mm-hmm. everything else is going up. We're just going to see more and more people living under under the red line, under the bread line in this mm. country. People already can't afford things. People who are on universal credit have already been calling back for their 20 pounds a week that they were give that they were given extra from COVID. And they mm. and the Conservative government just snatched that back away from them. I'm sorry, mm. like in the pandemic, what has changed? The only thing that has changed is that now now you can go risk your life out, risk your life going and working again because you know everyone's meant to get a vaccine but that doesn't change that the prices aren't changing brexit isn't changing anything it's just making everything more expensive and i'm just feeling so it's just so dejecting just how this country is going right now and it's just like this is this is just a result of actually voting in a conservative government whereas before when we were under we've obviously we've been under conservative power for how long like over 10, 10 years, years now yeah yeah and but the thing is the only difference is now is that these lot voted the conservatives in and mm. in that case like look at what is going on They've been they've been running the country into the ground for ten years, but this time you guys voted them in, so now they have the the liberty to go running amok. Like, look at Boris Johnson. I'm sorry, he's breaking mm. so many breaking so many laws. They're they're questioning and asking for him to resign, but they're not shouting for him to resign like every other prime minister. And why is that? What? Why is that? Mm. And I'm just. Yeah this government is just confusing me and these people who were doing their vocational voting about, yeah, well, I don't want to get taxed higher. Look at you now. We're getting taxed higher regardless. Voting Brexit because, oh, we're going to, we're going to ensure national insurance doesn't go up. And now look at it. Like national insurance is going up. Like it it just shows that all of these campaigns have been lies. Mm. All of them. And I I don't know, like, I'm sorry, we should be allowed a revote. If everything is a lie, we need to be allowed a revote. I'm sorry, you said we're meant to be saving all of this money because we're not going to be paying the EU. But look at us spending. Look at us. We can't afford to live here. <laughs> like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. That, you know where that. is that money going? Because I was like, yeah, well, where yeah. is that money? Because when, when they were coming with their Brexit arguments, I was like, well, where is that money going to go? You're it's saying that we're going to save all ben. this money. I was like where is that money going because you're saying that you're saving all this money but you're not telling me what you're going to spend that money on what you're going to spend it on more weapons like what are you spending that money on it literally has gone to Big Ben it has gone to Big Ben yeah well about 30 billion goes towards defence every year which is just incredible (laughs) when 30 billion couldn't 30 billion actually help um, actually house 
all of the homeless people yeah, in this honestly, country. Yeah, the homelessness is just disgusting. Couldn't like 30 it. billion actually be given as universal credit for these families who can't afford to buy food, to buy their mm. weekly shop. And mm. like, I'm sorry, this is, I feel like this is leading on really nicely to those tweets. And I feel like I want to just chat about it now. Mm. Um, but basically, so today there were some tweets. Let me go on here by some people who I'd never heard of. <laughs> um, where is it? Starred mistake. You see as well, okay. right, for a sec, Rishi, yeah. the, the chancellor, is worth $4.3 billion. And he keeps saying to us, like, the only way that we can get out of this situation is by increasing national assurance. It's like, hang on a second, distribute your fucking wealth. Literally. If you help... Help. You don't need to keep making it out that it's all on us as individuals. This it's is what I mean. I'm like, and this is what I'm tired of because it's like, we literally can't afford, like how can, especially even us talking right now, how mm. can us who are on what's considered, like you said, considered a good wage for our age, mm. how are we on these wages? And we're like, where's our money? Like, I'm sorry, it's, today it's the 8th of February and I'm like, I don't know where my money is. <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> I've still got another like, what, 20, 20 summit days yeah, until payday. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know where my money is and I'm confused because three years ago, I feel like I had a bit of money in my bank account mm. still at this time. Like, It's just extreme gaslighting, them saying. It is. Oh, there's no other way. There's no other way. Shut the fuck up, honestly. Literally. Shut up. Um, so kind of like, uh, so there's some tweets today by Lynn May and mm. Esther. So Lynn May tweeted about, can you really be wearing drip, paying monthly for a German car, wearing 400 pound hair extensions or wigs, eating out minimum twice a month and crying about the insta- inability to save for a property? Okay. To which then Esther K, I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> So Esther K responded, thank you, in capitals. The number of people I see in council flats with decked out, capitals, top of the range entertainment sets, the latest Air Maxes, designer kit and going on holidays is beyond me. If you are poor, you must look it, sir. Yeah, but most Upside of the people that own face. council houses aren't working class, like aren't poor people anymore, are they? Because people Literally. could buy a council houses and now council yeah. houses have been bought up by people who could afford to buy them because <sighs> so, like the idea there was like basically the idea of being able to buy a council ha- council flat that you were in there was mm. a government proposition that said you can buy your council flat for this much and it was like a lower amount for them to buy the property that they were in if they if they could and it would be a lower amount and then they would own it mm. otherwise there was a lot of people who were getting kicked out and, mm-hmm. you know, like rehoused and stuff like that. And it was a really good opportunity for people who were in council houses to be able to own their property and to actually get that property. Um, but I'm just, these tweets are just, they make me feel sick because why is it like, because the thing is, is that these tweets, I now even relate to me because I can't mm. afford anything. There's things that I would like to be able to afford, but I literally can't afford it. I And I've never had to kind of go and reschedule with people and cancel things because I'm like, actually, I don't have, I don't have money this month. 
because like I've I've never done that because I I try I try what I can do. I try and have some mm. savings so I can try and do stuff. But it's just like I'm not where I'm where I want to be with, with understanding what my finances are saying. And mm. so like I'm trying to make some sacrifice. So right now I've had to kind of reschedule some things. And I'm sorry, we should be allowed to live our lives. We should be allowed to do stuff. Like living in London, if we live in London, we should be able to spend in London as well. We should be mm-hmm. able to afford that. Yeah, yeah. Afford travel in London. We should be able to afford it. However, it's getting to the point where no one can't afford anything. And, and these, these I'm sorry, conversations don't help. It's just they don't people online all. that can't mind it's their business. Shaming. And as yeah. well, it's, sh- it's shaming a lot of people because I'm sorry, like, why is it your business what people have in their council flats? Because at the end mm. of the day, yeah, they can't afford a property. However, know what? If they can afford the entertainment system, are they not allowed to live? So what? Now, because it can't afford a property, I have to look poor. Like, why does that? And it's like, so I can't be, I can't look presentable because I can't afford property. How mm. does that make any sense? And most people, most people in this UK can't afford property, and especially most people who are like, especially growing up in London, most people in London can't afford property. Like, the end. That's it. So people aren't allowed to live because they can't afford a property. I don't understand what the correlation is. Most people can't afford property. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of. It's a bigger deposit to have to put down, and in in a country where wages have not risen in how many years? Like, mm. what what are we meant to do? Of course we can't afford anything. And what I just hate about this government is them pretending like there aren't people who are struggling <laughs> in and this them, country. And them also pretending that there aren't billionaires that aren't helping. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that we're all in the same boat. Like, exactly. We're, we're not. And we, we're not. And they know that we're not. It's a conservative government. They fucking yeah. know. And I'm sorry, look, Right now, all of you lot who have, who went and voted conservative, like, I fucking hate you. Like, literally, and I don't hate anyone. And But, like, right now, this second, like, I'm just, I'm singing scissor, I hate you right now to you <laughs> because I am, it's very annoying that, like, all, all I dreamed of was being able to be, to be on this salary that I'm on right now. Mm. And it's painful that it's like I can't fucking live. <laughs> And I can't do anything. Mm. It's painful yeah, and it's hard. It's not good. Just, but like, it's still this. We still need to have hope and try and live our lives. Like, so what? Now, now you want us to just drop down dead because we can't afford property? Like, what do you want us to do? They'll be <laughs> like, like should they'll, we die? They'll be promoting side hustles soon. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate this side hustle culture. Like, I and no, I hate side hustle culture because we shouldn't have to have side hustles. We shouldn't have to. And mm. I hate that we are really pushing for people to have side hustles. People should be able to focus on their careers and be done with that. But no, we have to also, we have to be working nine to five plus more hours. Mm. This, side hustle culture is fucking dangerous. And I think we need to stop promoting that shit because it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired yeah. of it. Like mm. I, I'm even trying to do a side hustle right now. And I'm just like, I don't know when I'm meant to be doing this shit. Like... Mm. I don't know when I'm meant to be doing it. I'm trying. I'm trying to give it a go. Then all the tutorials are, every tutorial is an hour long for everything. Mm. And it's just like, why am I even doing this? I don't, I don't know. Like I'm doing, but 
then right now how it is right now it's like well I'm doing this because I have no I have no money for some reason but why do I have Mm. no money when I'm in a good career and I'm really trying to work my way up in this career it's I'm just I'm tired I'm tired of this struggle life Mm. and I'm sorry, I'm 26 years old. I will fucking live, bitches, okay? <laughs> like, bitches, I will fucking live. Like, just because you're getting invited on ITV News, but no one knows who the fuck you are and why you're talking, like, like that's not my business. Like, mm. like, yeah, good for you. Well done. You can go on Sky, you can go on ITV, talk your bullshit and get paid for that because everyone else is turning that turning it down babe mm. like there's a reason why you who nobody knows is talking on there because everyone else said no so they were just looking for a person Shade. of color to they're just looking for a person of color to be there i'm sorry i've never heard of this person until today so no. <laughs> both of them same same so tandy newton <laughs> Mm. this woman (laughs) so I understand what you mean like you couldn't see like the topics but I feel like we could definitely just like have a laugh and I feel like we are definitely like the best well-versed like people to talk on this so you Mm. being a mixed race light-skinned woman me being Mm. a dark-skinned black woman I feel like I'm pro Tandy and you're against. <laughs> no, I don't even feel like you're pro you're pro Tandy. I just not. feel I'm like definitely not. I just feel like we are definitely best versed to chat on this mm, because yeah. I feel like we can call out the bullshit on a, on mm-hmm. the whole on on the whole level, you know, well rounded, rather than just like you know, like as in just dark skinned black women trying to just talk on stuff and just getting ignored. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, um I feel like you're here to, you know, like keep the mixed race girls going because you know that that you know the tandies yeah, we're not claiming lot- them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um anyway, yeah, so basically I've I actually screen recorded this interview. But like literally Diana sent me this and I burst out laughing and um because <laughs> I was like, what? I burst out laughing and then I sent it, I um, played it for my mum, the interview. <laughs> and my mum was like, oh, she's showing off now. <laughs> like, Why is she showing off? <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I'm going to play this for you. Um, let me go back. Uh. I've wanted so desperately to apologize every day to, to, to darker skinned actresses to say, I'm sorry that I'm told I'm the one chosen. My mama looks like you. Oh, that's nice. Okay, she's she's paused to cry here, guys, just, just for reference. She's paused to cry. My mum looks like you. Oh. Okay, yeah, she's she's really struck with you know this emotion right now. Is there any tears? To have women that look like my mum. She's she's doing a lot of blinking, making sure there's tears coming down. I'm not representing them. She's blinking again. I'm taking from them. (laughs) She's blinking some more. Taking their men. What? Taking their work. (laughs) Taking their truth. (laughs) I didn't mean to. You know. <laughs> Is she acting? I don't. <laughs> That's literally what I thought. What I'm confused about, yeah. 
But like, my I ears are bleeding. I don't know what this interview was for. And it was just funny, like, so she went and put her head in her hands when she cried. And then she looked up and then she's like, like, she's just uh, kind of crying, blinking, blink, 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 make some, some tears. And then she'll do like, you know, side glance, side eye glance mm. to the to the, to the the camera and she's blinking at the camera. <laughs> and I was like, when you said this to me, when she said taking their men, like I literally, I was like, what? <laughs> like, what does that have to do with this? I am confused. So, um, and it's so funny when I played this for my mom, my mom was like, oh, she's sure enough now taking the men. What, what's she talking about? All right, then fine. You get everyone, you get everything. Like, <laughs> But whose men? Cause her husband is white and she's been with him for what? Like 20 years? She's been with him since 98. <laughs> so whose men are you taking? I, I I don't know. Like I don't know if you're if you're just like trying to let your husband know some things. You've been cheating on him, Tandy. Like <laughs> anyway. So then um, there was another video where it gets worse. I, I know you guys mm-hmm. have probably heard it on like kind of every podcast, but we're just going to give you a refresher <laughs> anyway because we're we're laughing through it. <laughs> so desperately to apologize every day to, to, to darker skinned actresses. It's so funny that they put that music. Say, I'm sorry that I'm doing, I'm the one chosen. My mama looks like you. It's been very painful to have women that look like my mum feel like I'm not representing them, that I'm taking from them, taking their men, taking their work, taking their truth. I didn't mean to, you know, but I do think that any women of colour Oh, low power mode. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Pale or whatever. You've managed to help other actors, you know, get into this business. She's wiping my face now. You know, we, oh we, we matter. I was worried about my light skinness because my light skinness has been more problematic than being black. Okay, she oh, just black in quotation marks, guys. It's been way more problematic. Her being like, oh my God, way more problematic. In my life, literally. I was black in England. I mean, no, dark skin. you weren't. <laughs> so then I went to America and I was dark skinned. I thought I was dark skinned and I would describe myself as dark skinned. It's like, you're light skinned. And suddenly I was someone that, you know, you for being light skinned. I got more prejudice from black people. So now, so now it's the African, it's um, the African American women. So interestingly, mm. I now realize that my like internalized prejudice was stopping me from feeling like I could play this role when it's precisely that prejudice that I've received. It doesn't matter that it's from African-American women more than anyone else. It doesn't matter. Garbage. I received prejudice. <laughs> anyone who's received oppression and prejudice feels this character, right? So it's actually, I love the fact that I overcame that. And it was these guys going, you're the one. You're the one. All I'm saying is before you park on this someone's the property, character. you have to ask. I just thank God that my light skin didn't stop that from happening oh my god so you know that it didn't cause more pain you know sorry i just hadn't i hadn't actually made that connection before oh shut up you're not sorry i'm bored of you anyway there was like two seconds more of the a bit more of the video anyway um so i was listening to Kletchi's podcast apparently the the role that she's meant to be playing in the book the role is um 
an old white man. So I'm confused with what she's saying about <laughs> about she's taking this role oh. from dark skinned black women. Like I'm conf- <laughs> I'm I'm very confused at why this is coming up. And like, the thing is as well, I've never seen dark skinned women like go for her online. Do you know what I mean? She's not I one of those think... people that is always snatching up roles here. There, like she's just no, in a couple of the movies in Avatar. Is she the one in Avatar, or is she just in uh, one of the Avenger films? She's not in Avengers. That's Zoe oh, I thought she was that Green Woman. No, that's that Zoe girl. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. She's in um, Pursuit of Happiness, I think. Was Sandy. she in that? Oh, yeah. She's in. I've seen films her. In, that I don't. I've remember. seen her in lots of things. I've seen her in. I like. I the main thing I remember her in was Run Fat Boy Run. <laughs> <laughs> She's in Norbit as well. <laughs> She's in Norbit. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I just think this this was very random, very uncalled for. Nobody asked for it. I don't know, like, exactly like you said, I don't think any black women have ever come for her before. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know why she just was like, oh, I'm taking the roles from people who look like my mum. Okay. Is is your mum the only mama. black woman my you know? In it, Yeah. <laughs> It just is it's giving very much I have no black friends. I've never been friends or made a connection with a black mm-hmm. girl in my life except my mom. And, and like I didn't even realise I was light skin. I didn't even know that light skin privilege was a thing. And it's just like at your big age. Like I honestly I, I'm shocked because I didn't think she was this kind of mixed race girl do you know what I mean yeah like, she but apparently in 2018 she... that's when she was saying that she was dark skinned she said she was the first dark skinned oh. um, <gasps> dark skinned woman in Star Wars oh my god but this is this is what is wrong with mixed race people I'm, I'm I understand that mixed race people have identity crises but like yes. mixed race people can't be going around identifying as black because when you identify as black, you're kind of lying if you're the same mix as me because you're not fully black. You've got a white parent. Sorry. And at the same time, we don't face the same realities as fully black people. Like we don't we don't live similar lives. We have different privileges and we shouldn't we just shouldn't be portraying black characters in films and on TV and stuff. And it's it's the whole one drop rule thing where mm-hmm. Obama is mixed race, but everyone's like, yeah, the first black president. Yeah. Or even Halle Berry. I believe she's mixed race, but she's the first black female to win um, the An leading, Oscar. what is it? Oh, actress, actress awards. Yeah. yeah. Oscar. So it's this, it's this constant thing where mixed race people are, are stepping into the, the, it, they're, they're taking too much space in the black side of their mix, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Taking too much space yeah. up because you're not Especially actually when the they're first not black. on it. Yeah, you're not the first black president. And Obama, if you were a few shades darker, I don't know if you would have actually become president. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if he was actually a dark skinned black person, would you have become president? Halle Berry, yeah. if you were a dark skinned woman, would you have won best leading or whatever it is? I, I don't know yeah. what, what it was for, but. I, yeah, I feel like mixed race people. Sometimes you gotta 
you've just got to listen to people and um, not see criticism as an attack yeah. and and not take it so personally like and this is I feel like what's wrong with a lot of people people don't want to listen and then she'll mm-hmm. snap back with the stereotypes that black women are bitter bossy jealous you're taking our men well, it's just I feel it's like that was so coming awful through. feeding into stereotypes yeah, I felt like that was coming through in what she was saying because yeah, definitely she started talking about prejudice and then being like, oh, well, you know, but even though the prejudice was coming from mainly from black women, that was where the prejudice, and it was kind of like... Do you not but- realise why black women might not like you? Because <laughs> you're doing stuff like this. <laughs> There's a reason why they don't connect with you Literally. because you, you think they're a problem. And as well, like, okay... I know that there is um, something like with kind of in America where they are especially like kind of and this is the thing because this is something she didn't mention about that like mm. there is a thing in America where they're not liking how okay if if black people are getting a role and sometimes those roles like in America sometimes those roles mm. are going to black British people and that is that is another conversation where like that is something yeah. where you know a lot of uh, where kind of Americans would kind of give stick to to black mm. to black British um, actors. So like I feel like she, it's like this is the first time that Tandy has realised that she is. It's like she's just discovered colorism, and she's just discovered that she's mixed race. Like mm-hmm. it's and because even from what she was saying, like about how she was so surprised about oh well all the prejudice I was getting was from black people and it's like yeah but and it's like what she was saying was that yeah you you black people are the ones who are making me feel like this however we all but we all feel oppression and I'm taking your role so you yeah it's right for you to feel that way but it's like you're not but Mm. it's even in that opinion like you're saying sorry for taking your role sorry for taking your men sorry for all this bullshit Mm. like that's all metaphorical and it's not correct um you're saying all these things but it's like you're you're still missing the point yeah yeah and she's making that that reverse reverse colorism's a thing yeah reverse racism and and the the perpetrator here in her eyes is black women, which yes. is just crazy. It's so just now crazy. You're apologizing to black women mm. and then being like, well, and you're the reason that I'm crying right now. It's giving very, very white woman. Like, yeah, she's like, sorry, sorry you're taking my men. Oh, I'm taking your men. <laughs> Literally. <But> I'm not sorry. <laughs> because I'm representing you. <laughs> and I am being. Um, and I'm being oppressed right now by you. I'm getting prejudiced by you. And I just think, yeah, so even just watching it, it's just so mad because, and like, this is the problem. So she's she's literally grown up as an actress in this UK and has considered herself dark-skinned all this time. And like, this is just, this is just how you know that she hasn't got any, she doesn't know real people who are black. Like, she doesn't have any real... <laughs> fully black friends <laughs> and like you don't even need to be dark skinned like just fully black friends just in general or but and her mum's black so she friends. knows that there are dark skinned black yeah, but, people around no but clearly her mum mm. is a is a different type of black person like her mum might mm. be like you know say black conservatives you know so <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, um, you know, so like, this is why she's got these views. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like, if we think of it in this, in this way that, so she's just grown up obviously as an actor in the UK where it was literally like the one black in the room, you are black enough to be on X, Y, Z. And as well, even mm. in like our household, cause I, I recognize her face and I recognize her in films and stuff. Mm. And it was just like, oh yeah, the black girl. And like when we'd see, even if we know that they're mixed race, they're always light skinned. Yeah, we still my, call my them the black yeah. girl. And it's like, yeah. And in every film, we're rooting for the black girl. We're rooting for whoever's black. And it's always, yeah, the black girl's in this and stuff mm. like that. And they're, they're always light-skinned anyway. Yeah. Literally, and if there's a droplet of black, my mum and dad would be like, the black girl. And it's like, this girl, literally, all the only thing that signifies she's black is that she's got curly hair and she looks <laughs> a little bit tanned. like, And she has big lips. <laughs> but she's the black literally. girl. <laughs> and, um, and like, literally, and that's and that's it. And as well, I feel like I, I grew up slightly... So, cause like kind of going on the topic, cause we kind of wanted to touch on this about kind of mm. colorism and when you started to notice mm. like kind of differences and like, and disparities, like say with you being light skin and me mm-hmm. being dark skin kind of thing. So like for me growing up, like I know I'm dark skin, so I'm dark skin. My dad's dark skin as well, similar complexion. My mom mm. and my sister are light skinned black women. And so my mom and my sister are light-skinned black women. And even like kind of going through my family, like say just like my mom's side of the family, um, when my grandparents had 10 children, my granny Mm. was light-skinned and my granddad is dark-skinned. Through Mm. the family, when you look at aunties and uncles, it's like half and half of who came out light, who came out dark kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, But yeah, anyway, kind of just, it skews like just the kind of the how just mad it sounds the way I'm, no, but that's, I'm describing it. That's the it. same with my, my dad's family. Like yeah. my, my grandma's light skin, my granddad's dark skin. Some of them came out dark, some of them came out light. Yeah. And um, and as well, it's common in a lot of households as well. Mm. So, um, but like the thing is, is that, so for me kind of growing up, cause I used to think like my family would be like the black girl. And I used to think, mm. well, the black girl's always light. And I used to question, oh, they're probably mixed race, but yeah that's what that's what's nice and Mm. as well looking at my mum and my sister oh they're light so to Mm. them regardless if they're light-skinned or not they're still a black girl kind of thing yeah so in so kind of in my immediate household it was like well if they're light or whatever they're still a black girl which might have been why kind of growing up in my class I didn't even realize I was the only black fully black person in my Mm. in my class kind of in primary Mm. school because there was a mixed race girl and there were um so there was like two there was an Indian girl and an Indian boy and I mm. would just all kind of look at us all like oh no but we're you know all we're all same. similar yeah. yeah and I feel like that's why I didn't have that disparity but then I think the times probably the first time I kind of noticed it was would be like when I would be with my mum and my sister, so like basically, obviously everything would do with my mum. Mm. And it would be kind of like, my mum and my sister would be like, oh my gosh, you guys are twins. Yes, I know that you're you're her daughter. You guys look exactly the same. And I'm just kind of standing there. And that's that. And those were the times when I would feel colorism. Mm. 
Mm. And that could be from family, that could be from strangers, that could be in school and stuff like that. Um, And I would feel like if I'm next to my mom and my sister, it's I would feel kind of like the odd one out because I'm mm. I'm dark and I'd feel like people would never relate me to my mom and my sister if I'm next to them. Mm. However, but at school though, people knew I was my sister's younger sister. Like she wasn't mm. in the school anymore. And even like in secondary school because, oh, well, because I'm black. So like mm. her, her being, she was the only black person in her year group. So they just connected the dots. Well, oh, you're black. Of course you're that person's sister kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. It didn't matter that I was darker and they kind of, they just forgot. And like, mm. and I would get called my sister's name, stuff like that. And it's like, my sister had done been through this school a long time ago. She's five years older than me. And mm. sometimes I'll get called my sister's name um, and stuff like that. That happened in primary school a few times. That happened in primary weird. school to me, but like with... There's, there was no black people in my whole year, mm. in my whole school, primary school. So there was me, mixed race girl, another mixed race girl who was in year four and I was in year six. And one teacher would get our names mixed up all the time. And it's, it's just like, like you're doing it on purpose. In a whole school. <laughs> you're doing it on purpose. Like you're yeah, not even trying. Rude. You're not trying. Mm. But um, like at least mine, actually, only once a teacher called me some other black girl's name who was... <laughs> in a year group who was in a year group like two year groups higher but the girl whose sister it actually was was in my year group um oh my god and like and we don't I, we don't look alike at all mm. um <laughs> and he was trying to call me he was like ebony hi ebony and i'm just like and i just literally i just stood there dead face looking at him like mm. blinking like, i've never had this <laughs> teacher before in my life and he's like hi ebony and i'm and i just was like my name's not ebony and he goes, oh, are you Ebony's sister? No. <laughs> like, <laughs> so annoying. So no. annoying. And, and I did have that teacher the year after as well. And it's just like, like and Ebony's sister was in the class with me too. <laughs> like, mm. <and> it's like, <laughs> no, just don't, don't just try and assume and start just shouting yeah. names just because I'm black. But um, I feel like, yeah, when I kind of, I feel like I discovered colorism just kind of being out with my mom and my sister, but I didn't mm. really know what it was mm-hmm. in that sense. But yeah, what about you? Well, I I don't think I realized what colorism was until I was about 19, I reckon, mm-hmm. because I grew up like where I grew up, there was no black people. Then I went to college and there was a lot more black people, but I was, some reason I was like one of the like popular people. <laughs> Everyone okay, knew yeah, who yeah. I was. And um, I think it was because like, I, I was quite sociable. So I was in the um, basketball team. I helped like with the netball team as well. So I knew the netball girls, I knew the rugby boys, I knew the basketball boys. Then I, I did A-level, so I did four different classes and I was in four different classes with like loads of groups of different people. Mm-hmm. And um, then the people that got on my bus, like I had all of my bus friends as well. So I knew a lot of people and like everyone knew of me. And I never really thought that, like the fact that I was mixed race played into it, into it at all. But mm-hmm. I think maybe because there was a lot of black guys that went to the college Mm -hmm. and girls, 
I didn't really notice that I was getting more attention from them than the other black girls, but I was like looking back on yeah. it, I was like the amount of people that tried to, tried to talk to me throughout that whole time. Like it was, it was like loads and loads. I sound so cocky, <laughs> but but, no, but like, I get I, it. I, I didn't realize that at the time. And then I don't know what it was. I think it was, I just dived into YouTube. I got like sucked into YouTube mm-hmm. wormholes and I was like watching documentaries and um, I started following really interesting pages and then I followed a page actually called The Grapevine on YouTube and they still make videos now and I just watched like loads and loads of their videos and that's how I found out who Kalechi was because she was on a panel and they did a British panel with all of these people from over here and they spoke about um, like dating and knife crime and all of this stuff that related to Mm -hmm. black community in like London and in England and I, I was just so interested and then from then on I just started learning and I realized, wow, like all of these times when like I've got attention and other people haven't and stuff like that, I've, I'd never realized that it was to do with the mm-hmm. fact that my skin's lighter than like some of the black girls that I've been friends yeah. with. And um, yeah, so that's when I realized it. And I also realized some other things like around like texturism, text- mm-hmm. God, texturism. I remember one of my ex-boyfriends he was like, oh, I noticed you because you've got like really long curly hair and that's something I've never seen before um, on mm-hmm. like a mixed race girl. And at the time I thought that was a compliment. I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like I do take pride in my hair. But now looking back on it, it's like, mm, that's problematic. Cause just yeah. because I do, I do have quite long hair and a lot of mixed race girls and a lot of black girls have short hair. So like, mm-hmm. what, are you, what are you trying to say? Because... Um, because I get that with the hair yeah. thing as well. Because I used to, because I was the black girl with the good hair. Yeah, yeah. So like in in that sense, like I would see it there. Like people, even though like I always had kind of like childish hairstyles because mm. I, you know, back then if I had my afro, it would be like you need to comb your hair, Alex, kind of thing. <laughs> like, and <laughs> and as well, like the, not knowing the correct products to put in to actually be able mm. to keep to hold a curl pattern, kind of thing. Um, yeah so as well like I was kind of that the the black girl who has hair yeah it it was weird and that that was even like a weird thing where okay like where it's like oh so I should take pride that I've got hair and from growing Mm. up it was always take pride because you've got a hair kind of thing Mm. and and like that should be something I should be kind of proud of and stuff but um sorry I just wanted to kind of because I was just reflecting when you were talking about kind of how Mm. your situation was at school I'm kind of thinking back of my situation at school and actually how Mm. colorism can even take part even cross races Mm. so kind of in my group of friends so obviously there was the mixed race girl like she was in Mm -hmm. she went to primary and secondary school so there's there's a mixed race girl and like I was just like yeah well of course she's going to get attention she's you know she's she's Mm. mixed race light skin blah 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 and she's got the you know textures and curly hair like that you know Mm. the perfect curls and whatever um yeah and then but then I also noticed I feel like kind of reflecting back because I just noticed this as well growing up how my best friend she would always get all the attention everyone mm-hmm. wanted to be kind of friends with her chatting to her and mm-hmm. she would be chatting chatting to everyone all the boys like different boy mm-hmm. here and there you know chatting to her yeah. and like I think now and it's just like she, well so she was Indian and she was light-skinned Indian and she had mm-hmm. long hair like really long hair 
from year seven always had long hair and stuff. Mm. And I kind of look back now and even that was a type of colorism that like, mm-hmm. so I'm her best friend, mm. but everyone gravitates towards her and like, no one really mm. cared about me because a lot of them I knew from primary school anyway. So it was just yeah, like, yeah. yeah, they didn't really give a shit. And then even like the boys who had also met in secondary school, it was just like, well, like you're black, mm. you're dark skinned, like <laughs> no one yeah. cares. And like, yeah. even like um, my, my year seven boyfriend of like two days, like even <laughs> um, he, he even fancied her like afterwards kind of thing mm-hmm. like and then and then she was there telling me how oh yeah I think I like him blah 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 and I was just like oh my god well, rude. Just, well don't because you know that I do like you know <laughs> um but I just said I wasn't ready to be I wasn't ready to have a boyfriend at that time you know Aww. um <laughs> and um and even like even kind of like later on like um she'd done bits of him like when we were older and stuff and so when oh we were god. older it's like she's getting attention from all of the boys mm. and then just no one just wanted anything to do with mm. me and it's like and as well just we were best friends as well and it was just like it was it was just very yeah. annoying and it was mm. just very like it's hard kind of go on that but then and I as well it, like just the like word for it. yeah you go oh sorry sorry just just as well like um being best friends with someone who's also a person of color but then even yeah. understanding the colorism in the situation that she was light-skinned indian and that's another mm. reason why she's getting more attention it's mm-hmm. kind of like that that's i feel like that was probably a lot to kind of go through mm. yeah 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 it's like it's like another layer because that's what I would experience in school when I was around all white people mm-hmm. and no one, like I'd go out with my friends to parties or we'd go shopping and we'd go and chat to a group of guys. Mm-hmm. And like none of them were ever interested in me. I was always just yeah. there, just on the side. Um, while these lot were getting people's numbers and stuff, I was always just mm-hmm. on the side. So when I went to college and it was this big transition and people were interested in me all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my God. So there are people out there that like black girls, but really it, it was that they like mixed race girls that with like black mm-hmm. heritage, and I understand yeah. what like I I think everything that that um, Thandy said is just a bit like gross and stupid, but I understand where it, she's coming from. Where she says I grew up and I felt like I well, she says I was the darkest. You weren't the darkest, but I, I understand <laughs> where like the feeling the- of feeling like you're. Yeah, like the the an outsider to the point where yeah. it's like, this is what they must see me as. So this is what I feel like. Because even so, like I think we can all understand that to a level. Because mm. I even understand that. I understand that in your situation, mm. and I can understand that in in Thandi's situation as well. I don't know. Is it mm. Tandy or Thandi? Like I don't know. I keep saying her name different every time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. As long as we're both doing it, we're you know Mm-mm. keeping it uniform. But um. <laughs> yeah. Like. <laughs> I can understand it in both situations, but then it's just like at her big age with the ignorance mm. that she's coming with, like like it's this true. was something that that dark skinned black women wanted to hear. It's like mm. we don't want your apology because at the end of the day, we have been rooting for you regardless. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's and, true. She's still and got as a well, career. And as well, it's like 
if you didn't want to take jobs from black women, then don't take the roles. Don't take the jobs. Mm. If you mm. thought that this character that was meant to be, that was originally written in the book as an old white man, if you felt like a dark skinned black woman could have played it better, then why did you take the role? Yeah, yeah, it's true. And I, I was listening to the BuzzFeed uh, season podcast the other day and they were talking mm-hmm. about this and they said that apparently uh, Taraji P. Henson was offered a role for some some sort of job, mm-hmm. uh, like an acting job, and they weren't going to pay her what she wanted to be paid, I think. Yeah. I believe that's what they said. So she turned down the role and she had a group chat with like the other black women in Hollywood and she mm-hmm. basically said, look, these lot ain't paying me properly, so... I'd appreciate if everyone could like back me up. So I think all the women that were approached were turned da- turned down the role as well. Okay. And then they ended up doing, there was some sort of intervention and something happened and there was a positive outcome. I can't, I can't remember which, whether she got the role or what, but it's mm-hmm. like, this is what mixed race girls need to be doing. You need to create, you need to have black friends. You need yeah. to, and not as tokens, you need to actually have relationships with black women because yeah, when you and don't, understand you end up the saying disparity. shit like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's it's like you might have grown up feeling like you were, um, you're the same as black girls, but really your experience is actually very different. And mm. we live in a society that is like, society that everything is rooted in white supremacy the lighter your skin is or the Mm. the lighter you are as a black person closer and more palatable you are to white people so there's obviously there's obviously going to be some sort of benefits you get there and it it doesn't take much logic to really put the pieces together and understand that like Mm -hmm. if we can understand it as teenagers then she can understand it as a, a grown woman. woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as like, a big I, I really, woman, I'm sorry, at your age. I don't understand how she can come back from this because no. she's made herself look like an idiot. But she will because at the end of the day, she's light skin and she's got the role. Mm. <laughs> she's already yeah, yeah. filmed the movie. But uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like this topic is even, it is quite sad to think because I'm just reflecting kind of school because even with what you said about like, obviously you in comparison mm. to the white girls, like, so because in my group of friends, of course there were white girls as well. So I had the white girls. Mm. Then and the obviously girl. then my mixed, yeah. my mixed friend, my mixed race friend who's um, mixed with white and black. Then I've got my fully Indian friend, but who's light skinned mm. Indian who like they're getting all the attention and then I'm just there. And it's like, you know- I hate that. You know that film, The Duff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is an awful film. But like, that's that's how I felt majority of my life. And I feel like I still feel it now. And mm-hmm. and I feel like, I feel it now because of more like socially kind of aspects. Like I'm not interested in what most people are interested in. Um, I'm I, I'm very much my own person and also like Mm. there is this thing where I'm sorry like men can be intimidated by me just because like I I I know what I want I do what I want even like with Mm. the whole natural hair thing some men like some men are intimidated by women who are happy to wear their natural hair because like Mm. they feel like there's less insecurity there kind of thing and it's Mm. it's just mad kind of like all of these factors and I remember my sister asked me before she goes, "Oh, who do you think the who do you think the Duff is in your friendship group?" And I was just like, "And I was like, it's me." <laughs> and I was just like, "It's me." And she goes, "She goes, what really?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's definitely me. <laughs> like it is." And it's just like, yeah, it's just it's just crazy, just how like, just just how these situations are like, yeah, and how it just how it just comes mm. out and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I just, I hate that disheartening feeling though. Like when all of your friends are being mm-hmm. approached and you're just there like, and it it's makes awful. you feel so ugly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. But that's why <laughs> I fucking love uni. It. Yeah, literally. That's yeah. why I fucking loved uni because it was like, when my friends are there, they, they, they know everyone, they're talking to everyone. Mm. Like on the sly, someone's come up to me and it's just like, oh, okay. And, but like, I don't know what this thing was because I had friends who, whenever someone would approach me, they'd be like, no, Alex, and pull me away. And it's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You guys like are that. more drunk than I am. I'm just, I'm just chatting mm. and I'm just flirting. Why am I not allowed to flirt? And it's kind of like, and they'd pull me away. And um, it's just the cock blockers. It's like, yeah. just let me let me be in control of the situation. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, and it's like, sorry, did I say that I didn't want to talk to this person? And as well, I think it's this thing that people would kind of put their own opinions on me. Where as like when mm. I went to uni, like I was labelled as a dark horse because they weren't <laughs> expecting that I like. You know, like, we, so it's basically cheerleading um, in the social. We'd played Never Have I Ever. And, mm. like, I'm I'm there drinking for things. And they're just like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, because they, they just weren't expecting those things mm. from me. And I'm just like, look, whatever. Like, I don't need to tell you my business. My business is my business. Mm. And, um, and so they weren't expecting none of that. So then, like, wh- and then when it is kind of guys are approaching me and it's like, yeah, mm. I'm open because it's like, look, I'm, like, I've I've never practiced celibacy or abstinence in my life, like except for, you know, mm. when I was not having sex. So <laughs> like <laughs> I haven't really practiced that in my life. And I just found it weird when people kind of put their their views or their kind of opinions on you mm. and then and then they're dragging me away from people and it's just like, look, I'm sorry, I can look after myself. Um yeah. I'm a big girl. I, I understand agree. safe sex. I understand contraception. Like, please just let me do what I need to do. Like, mm. I'm, and I'm even not even drunk. Like, I know when to stop. <laughs> I know where my limit mm-hmm. is and I know when to stop. And like, you lot. So please just let mm. me be. But um, yeah. And I, like even stuff like that, that used to make me feel horrible because it was like anyone who would come and approach me and who would talk to me, oh, all of them are ugly then like all of them all of those all of those guys they're not Mm. good they're all ugly they're all gross but Mm. then it's like oh sorry but i can't have like but then it's like well you guys don't approve of anyone who is interested in me so then it's like well that means i'm not allowed anyone so what what does that Mm. mean yeah it's true but it's weird at the end of the day people but uni was fun always even like the friends that pull guys all the time, they still mm. get with ugly guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And mm. I just think it's just just weird. Like, like they're not ugly if they're pulling them, but if I'm pulling mm. them, if they're attracted yeah. to me, oh, these people must be ugly. That's that's what it was starting to come like. Mm. Like, if those guys are attracted to me, they must be ugly because they're attracted to mm. me. And like that would just be like. That yeah, is yeah, gross. Like, yeah. Or like the the sideman of the group. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's been a bit depressing. Yeah, it's been a bit sad. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like it's been an interesting conversation too. Yeah, I've, en- I've enjoyed the conversations. I do want to not today, but at some point, I do want to speak on this Joe Rogan stuff because yeah, oh, I have a lot to say. 
about yeah, this. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that needs to be the main thing. So I think we will mm. we will get onto it um at soon. some point, yeah. We'll yeah. talk about him. Yeah. But that's been a good little session. Yeah. So what positive vibes do you want to inject for our listeners? I am going to inject um just do what you can every day. Take small mm-hmm. steps. Don't push mm-hmm. yourself too hard. Um, and yeah, just take every day as it comes. Don't oh, don't drag. push yourself too much. And with your goals and stuff, you might not be ticking stuff off your list every day, but you're probably making small steps towards things. And mm-hmm. if anything, you're maintaining your health and well-being, which is number one. So yeah, that is my I- objective today. I feel like that really resonates with me this week. <laughs> oh, so thank you. It's um, one of them weeks. This it is. Then. It is. Just mm. well, just hearing about how. Let's not bring it up again. Anyway. Um. Yeah, I think I'm injecting that. No, what? Like, you don't have to live poor. <laughs> mm. You don't have to look poor. If you can't afford property, like for fuck's sake, <laughs> like guys, <Inject> it. <laughs> like literally inject it. Like seriously, guys, like don't feel shame if you want to finance your car. If you want a car mm. that you like and it's within your means that you can afford it, like obviously, I'm not saying go getting stuff that you can't afford. But if it's within your means that you can afford it and that's like one pleasure in your life, that's something that gives you pleasure, that is okay. If you want to buy a bag and that's what's going to give you pleasure, that is okay. If you want to buy mm. more plants and more plant pots and that gives you pleasure, <laughs> that's okay because that's what I've just done. <laughs> like, um, Yeah, and that's just, that's just what I want to say. Like, You don't have to act like you're poor. You don't have to act like you're broke. You don't have to look broke. You don't have to look poor. You don't have to look like you're down and out. And even if you're living in your parents' house, like living in your parents' house, no, well, actually that is okay as well because I'm sorry, like this London is fucking expensive, you mm. know, and that is, that is okay. That is okay. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, that's that's what I want to inject because I just feel like this side hustle culture, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of mm-hmm. you lot and you lot making all your money, apparently. You lot oh yeah, I'm so financially free. Oh yeah, look at me creating generational wealth. No, you're not. Fuck off. The way you create generational wealth is by like having is actually like by working on your career it's not like just having side a million side hustles that's just giving you a little bit of extra money a month Mm -hmm. like no like just yeah don't let your side hustles burn you out yeah especially if it's a side hustle that you're not passionate about you know yeah be passionate about your side hustles exactly like even even with this podcast like I couldn't. Mm. I can't really call it a side hustle. Side hustle right now because we're not making money from it. But it's mm. like at least it's something we're doing. We decided that we want to be consistent with it. Hopefully, one day something will come out of it. But it's like, but no, what? Actually, at least we're enjoying the process. Mm. 
you know, and this podcast would be shit if we weren't enjoying it anyway. Like it would be shit. So yeah, it would be. Yeah, it's therapeutic. I recommend everyone start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> inject it, <laughs> inject it. Twenty twenty two. But yeah, but everyone carry on listening to ours though. Yeah, but but yeah, <laughs> keep the support going. <laughs> but um, yeah, even even if we only have like our regular. Uh, 10 to 13 listeners each week like know what you're listening and you know we hope that you're enjoying yeah it's it's um it's just it's cute that people want to listen to us (laughs) yeah it is it is and i'm sorry like i know this is me saying this but i'm sorry our topics are actually interesting and we do try to Mm. switch it up from what every other podcast is talking about because we like every other pod, every podcast this week is going to be talking about um Tandy Tandy Newton, but mm. we've even gone and spoken about it on our on a different take, you know. Mm. And yeah, I just yeah. feel like that's just inter- look, look at us. We shake it up. We come and bring you something different. Even if we even if we're all talking on the same topic, the same material, we're gonna give you something different, guys. So like, <laughs> guys, come on, rate us because you know. We're amazing. Yeah, physically rate <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. On Spotify and Apple Podcasts, please five stars. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> and use the hashtag Injected Podcast, and you can find us at uh, Injected underscore Pod on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and other and you know other social medias that you can find except for Facebook because you know that's where all the aunties are and you know you can't yeah, be bothered to go that. on there. But um. Yeah, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Did you like how I just went straight into that? I felt like that was so seamless. Yeah, you did. Yeah, but it's um, <laughs> yeah, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. I am Alexandra. You can find me at alxndr underscore nic on Instagram. I am Diana, and you can find me at deannab underscore on Instagram. And yeah. next week. We have a guest. Yes, so we have tuned, a special bitches. guest next week. And you guys are going to enjoy this episode. Yeah, it's exciting. But yeah. We're going to be bringing the guest back. So yeah. <laughs> we'll, there'll be more guests this year, guys. Yeah, more guests this year, guys. We're going to be we're going to be doing that. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening this week. And we hope that you have a lovely day, a lovely week, you know, just blessings on you all month. Just, and if you're feeling like down and stuff and just all of this, you know, money bullshit is getting you down, look, you're not alone. And Mm -hmm. we are going to get through this. Like, we're going to get through this. Yeah. You gotta get through this. You gotta, gotta get, get through, through this. this. You gotta, gonna make, gonna make it through. Sorry. Oh, I love Daniel Bedfield. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tune. I stand. <laughs> it is a tune. Yeah, literally. That and then um, the Victoria Beckham one. What is that? Out of my mind. Are you wasting my time? Oh gosh, it was the same era. That one's a tune know. as well. But anyway, yeah. Maybe before my time. <laughs> Please. Yeah, both of the songs are before your time, but it's the same time. <laughs> anyway, guys, okay. thank you guys for listening and we will see you next week.